Joining me this morning, I presume from the swamp, Congressman Tom Tiffany. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. I hear a little Toby Keith in the background. Yes, indeed. By your request. Yeah. Um, uh, Chris and I had a chance to see Toby uh, at Hodag a couple years ago. I can't remember exactly how long it was. Um, but he did a great show, and he uh, closed out with um, Ted Nugent. I think it was Stranglehold. I don't wow. remember for sure, but I know he did a Ted Nugent tune, and uh, I think it was Stranglehold, and he <laughs> just blew it away. <laughs> it was awesome. It's really quite sad. I mean, he really... Uh... I hate to say it. I mean, that's awful. Can't what cancer does to a person, but he just was—I don't know—like a he—he uh, he wasted away. Sadly, I wish I, I had a better way of characterizing it, but uh, it's a—it's yeah, a only sad six, day. Only sixty-two years old, mm-hmm. and uh, as I, I posted something, I just said, "A person who made real contributions to the Great American Songbook, and uh, he will be missed." Yeah, indeed. Well, in addition to talking about the tragedy of losing Toby Keith, let's talk about the ridiculous, uh, well, it's not a border bill. It's, I mean, the idea that spending four times as much on foreign aid uh, is actually helping our border security is just beyond ridiculous. Yeah, so, you know, I, I think, like, for example, Senator Murphy, who was one of the authors of the bill, um, you know, I think he cut to the chase when he was quoted as saying, the border never closes. And so what he was doing is trying to placate the open borders people who are apoplectic at this point that there could be any hint of securing our border. And uh, so I think that kind of gives up the game in regards to this. I think also, you know, you think about President Biden over the last three years, they've been saying, there's no border emergency, right? Hey, things are just fine on the border. Mayorkas has been saying the same thing. And now in the last week, all of a sudden, there's an emergency. You've got to pass this bill. I think that really gives up the game. And in regards to Senator McConnell, and by the way, I defended Senator McConnell when he was putting all those justices and judges through during uh, the Trump administration. But i got to tell you, when your priority is $60 billion for Ukraine, um, and you're lumping all this together in a bill, that's not how this should be done. And uh, to me, that's one of the more egregious part of this, is that, once again, you got a Christmas tree bill, throwing all this together, and then you have a border bill that is, it does, it does very little, if nothing, to secure the border. In fact, I would say to you, it's worse than nothing in that, you would statutorily be putting in legislation that it's up to 5,000 people can come in illegally before you have to secure the border. If we put that in statute, Meg, there is no conservative justice worth their salt that's going to be able to overturn it because it's statutory. And in that way, it's actually worse than nothing. Well, I mean, I'm inclined to, the cynic that I am, I'm inclined to believe that this was intentional because obviously polling shows, Democrats realize this, that the border is a is a priority issue for the majority of American voters. And 
So now what they're going to do in putting all of this ridiculousness into the bill is they're going to blame Republicans for not having passed it. Yeah, so this is a fig leaf as the emperor, Joe Biden, marches down the street towards, uh, with no clothes on, towards re-election in 2024. It's purely the fig leaf to say, see, we actually did something. The other thing that's a tell on this is um, in a couple of interviews that I've had, uh, interviewers have asked me, so um, uh, President Trump came out strongly on this, and um, he pushed you guys not to support this which is absolute ludicrous. It's just ludicrous because people like myself who sit on the Judiciary Committee, we help write the bill, H.R. 2, that actually secures the border. And by the way, we are providing a solution. Pass H.R. 2, secure the border. It sits before the Senate currently, and you'll get a secure border. We've done our work in the House as Republicans. Now it's just a matter of the Senate doing its job. But they're trying to foist it off. Oh, Donald Trump told you guys not to do it. I didn't need anybody to tell right. me that we need to secure the border and be able to craft a good bill, nor anyone else on the Judiciary Committee. So it's this whole thing of trying to shift the narrative from the disaster that this is. And remember, record number of fentanyl deaths in America. Our young people are dropping like flies. Look at what's going on in Portland right now and across the country. You have the um, greatest amount of human trafficking probably since the slavery era from a few hundred years ago. And, of course, you have people on the terror watch list just coming into our country, one found in Minnesota just in the last few days that had been in our country for a year. So uh, I, I do have a few questions for you about the bill and the Senate's bill. Um, is this Will this allow the United States to de- deport anybody that crosses the border? that has been here, that that has committed a crime. As an example, the illegals that assaulted New York police officers? It will allow it, but it's already allowed under the law if the (laughs) chief executive and the secretary of Homeland Security would do it. So certainly it allows it, but will they actually do it is the question whether you live under the current law or... Um, you pass this new law. You know, I guess, Tom, what I don't understand is why we have to tie any funding to helping, well, to providing foreign aid, helping Ukraine or even Israel. Why can't we just have a clean borders bill? Uh, Well, I agree with you. We passed H.R. 2 back in May of 2023, nearly a year ago now, and uh, we've already done that, and and that's how it should work. There's no doubt about it. Now, um, with divided government, some of us had said, okay, we will consider some Ukraine funding, but you've got to pass H.R. 2 also so that the American people get a win also. And so I would consider going down that path, but $60 billion is just obscene. And there's no reason for that. And by the way, for those that, and there are people out there that are of goodwill that say, we should help Ukraine. Okay, fair enough. But we have hawks in our conference, people that believe in a strong defense and that we should be helping Ukraine. They're saying 
It does not require $60 billion. You could do this for 10 to $15 billion because just give them munitions. Don't do all this um, uh, soft foreign aid stuff that they always do, pumping money into these countries, because that's what ends up being the corrupt stuff where they siphon the money off, including in Ukraine, and um, they use it for corrupt purposes. If we're going to send any money to Ukraine, the line in the sand should be, it should simply be for munitions to help them be able to win a war. Well, and I would imagine that, uh, again, for whatever reason, um, Democrats can't seem to acknowledge or applaud the actions of Texas Governor Greg Abbott or any of the other Republican governors that are sending support to Texas. Uh, If they were really committed to securing the border, they would be applauding and supporting and asking how they can help governors like Greg Abbott. Well, that's what's going to have to happen now on a variety of fronts, and not just in regards to illegal immigration. And I give the governors credit for standing up, including Governor Abbott. But this is what governors are going to have to do, um, um, because I do believe they have it within the law to be able to repel an invasion. And there's no other way to put it at this point. It is an invasion. And by the way, since Governor Abbott has done his job, we are hearing that the action has now moved to Arizona and California. So the cartels are not dumb. They see what's happening. So they're shifting from Texas, and they're going to be pumping them into Arizona, which, by the way, I'm going to be down there on Thursday. Well, and... I would like for you to, if you would, please report back. So, you know, I did see that um, you'd posted something about this uh, on on, uh, X uh, last night. Any border shutdown that allows thousands of illegal crossings a day is a failure. And and, I mean, that's just straight truth. That's a fact. Uh, Some of your critics, of course, are saying, making this claim that this was a bipartisan agreement and lecturing you on bipartisanship. What do you say to those critics that uh, make those types of comments? You know, so in other words, I should assume because there's the um, word bipartisan that appears in um, descriptions of the bill that I should vote for it. So in other words, simply because there's some Republicans and some Democrats that support it, I should support it. I think that does not pass intellectual scrutiny. We should review every bill to make sure it benefits the American people. This does not benefit the American people. And even Senator McConnell is now telling his members, you don't have to vote for the bill when they get their cloture vote this week. Even he, who has been pushing this for months, which for the life of me, I don't understand why Senator Lankford agreed to do this at the behest of Senator McConnell, because there's no doubt that he did. Now Senator McConnell is leaving Senator Langford out there on an island by saying, no, you shouldn't vote for this. So to those people that say this is bipartisan, um, even Senator McConnell, one of the chief advocates of it, is now saying, eh, maybe the American people aren't there. Semantics. That's. I mean, that's all it is. I mean, you can say it's bipartisan if there's one Republican that supports it. And it sounds to me like there's only one. I did read a, read a piece uh, Senator Mike Lee wrote, and uh, I mean, actually calling out Schumer and McConnell for 
telling them that, you know, it's kind of like the old Nancy Pelosi statement, you have to pass the bill to find out what's in it. They didn't even want the senators, Republican senators, to read it first. Well, that's a great thing that's happening now, and hopefully it gets pushed off past this week, is that it's going to get, it's getting intense scrutiny, and it will continue to, and that's the best thing that could happen. And for all those people that would choose to disagree with me, because I'm supposed to be bipartisan, um, I think it's more important to read and understand the bill and vote on whether it's good for the American people or not, rather than just saying, oh, I choose to vote for stuff because it's bipartisan. If I did that, (laughs) that would be a complete failure as an elected representative to say, yep, I vote for everything. You know, extend the point. So in other words, I should vote for everything that has the imprimatur of being bipartisan. That is, it's really intellectually dishonest. Well, and remember, we are talking about Democrats. Congressman Tom Tiffany, thank you for your leadership. I appreciate it. Keep up the great work. We'll talk again soon. Rest in peace, Tobiki. Take care, Tom. We'll talk soon. We'll be right back on the WSAU Wisconsin Morning News. Get breaking news from the WSAU newsroom straight to your cell phone. Text NEWS to 39327 and you'll always be up to date. From AM 550, FM 99.9 and WSAU.com.